Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Out the door, just in time. Head down the 405. Gotta meet the new boss by 8 a.m. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is our special quack, Chris Randazzo. My butt is fabulous. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to have to do the first half of this show sans Madame Karen. Uh, she has some things to take care of, but hopefully she will be joining us for the news portion of the show. Um, I got to pick this week. And I went with, like, a classic, in my opinion. Something that we're all very familiar with and we all enjoy greatly. It was sort of a lob pitch, so I didn't have to think very much about this episode. Uh, Scrubs, Season 3, Episode 14, My Screw-Up. Thanks for picking something so uplifting. I, well... It's a real good mood after I finish this episode. <laughs> well, all right. Yes, it is one of the downer episodes. I forgot how back and forth the episode went like i've seen this episode so many times that i forgot how much i remember just being somber the in the entirety of it and the reason i picked it was because this this specific episode showed what this show was capable of yeah this was uh i mean this is a freaking landmark episode there's no no two ways about it it's uh I mean, you know, Scrubs is a comedy. It's a it's it's a sitcom, but mm-hmm. it's it's also got these incredible oh. moments, uh, and, and this oh was definitely one of them. And I I thinking about this one as soon as as soon as you said Scrubs last week, I knew which one you were picking because I knew <laughs> I knew you were going to pick this one. And as I'm watching it, I forgot exactly at what point. Uh, I forgot where it was where Brendan Fraser's character actually died. Oh, like, okay. Now, did you get it when you were watching it? Yeah, I okay. mean, because it's been it's been a while since I've physically watched this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, it's a little little behind little behind the scenes business here. Uh, Evan and I used to work in a in a Hollywood video slash game crazy, and <laughs> oh, the same I time. would <laughs> I would basically just stream you know Star Wars movies and whatnot, and I wouldn't watch them. I would just be listening to them, similar to the, you know the way I work now. I just like listening to stuff I've seen a bunch of times. And uh, Scrubs is one of those things that I would just, I brought my DVD sets in from home and I would just like let them run oh, like season by season. And so I've listened to this episode dozens of times mm-hmm. and actually sitting and watching it, I'm like, well, wait a minute, they're interacting with him. So he's still alive at this point. And, and then there was the point where JD comes out and says that we lost him and the mm-hmm. episode purposely misdirects you into thinking that he's well, talking about yeah. the other dude that he thought was going to die. They um, fully introduce a character with the preface that I'm afraid this guy's going to die. Like, exactly, that's it. yeah. <laughs> like, that was the point of that old man wheeling in on a wheelchair. Yeah. But, I mean, this is one of those shows that you actually, maybe not this episode in particular, but this show you can leave on in the background and ignore. But whenever you pop in, there's so much funny happening most of the time that you don't, It it's... Like, I don't want to say mindless, but whenever you pop in, you don't even have to think about it. Something funny is probably going to happen on screen. And this particular episode was such a uh, a diversion, or no, that's not the word I'm looking for. It, it just went in a completely different direction than normal. I mean, sort of. It, it kind of plays it... It plays it so scrubs the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. it is very, you know, there's there's tons of jokes in it. And you're just because you're you're kind of playing along, uh, especially if you've never seen this before and, and you don't know what the twist is in the episode. Like you're just watching it like it's a regular episode, and and they're still th- cracking jokes and whatnot. And there's this slight air of JD being a little bit more somber than he usually would be over just you know some old dude in a wheelchair dying. But it was you know, you just talk it up to it being a TV show and mm-hmm. someone's acting strange. And it really, I remember the first time watching this. It didn't hit me until I saw it, like until I actually saw the reveal when JD says, where do you think we are? 
yeah, and, and he turns it, around and he's gone. They took it a long way throughout. Like, they take it all the way to the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah, and and for some reason, when that scene starts, I didn't even think of why is why is a uh, Doctor Cox wearing a suit to go to his kid's birthday party? Like it didn't even occur to me <laughs> to think that. Right, and it's just that goes to show you how good the misdirection was of just going along like you believed the show or at least I did I believed the show completely and then once they did that turn and I was like wait what and then they showed the picture of Brendan Fraser and I was just like oh my god like it was brutal it's yeah a- the, 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 the emotion the emotional aspects of this episode were, were sprinkled out throughout the entire episode the the Weird stuff happening between, um, you know, Turk and his soon-to-be wife, Carla. <laughs> you know, it, and her having a problem and talking to, to Kelso and, like... It, it, <laughs> Ted's <laughs> band issues. Well, and... Ted always has issues, so I really just <laughs> let that go. But it, there was there was way more emotion in this episode than just the, the, the Brendan Fraser aspect of it. You know, the way Dr. Cox, it went, like, I don't, rem- I don't remember him going so nutty about, uh, you know, the patient's welfare than in this episode. Like, granted, we don't... It find- happens from time to time throughout the series. I mean, and really, I- the, the episode, if we were talking about, if, if I were to be picking Scrubs, the episode I would have picked wouldn't have been this one. It would have been the one... Where Doctor Cox, uh, the whole rabies thing, okay, and uh, like I don't particularly care for the song "How to Save a Life," but it is so unfathomably well used in mm-hmm. the episode where you know he finally gets this miracle transplant, and then it turns out that the stuff he transplanted all had rabies, and every single one of the patients died, mm-hmm. and Doctor Cox absolutely loses his mind, and it is it's tough to watch because you know Doctor Cox is this. That's why this this is so awesome when it happens because you rarely get to see that side of him he's always so he's there's a lot of posturing with dr cox yes and when he finally you you finally break through that and you get to see him being vulnerable i mean that moment when in that episode that i'm talking about i don't even remember what season it is uh is is just one of the most memorable things i've ever seen on television and and same with this episode really just unbelievably memorable to see that side of him you know Mm -hmm. and yeah, because he doesn't often get that affected by uh, patients, but then sometimes he does, particularly when he f- he feels that it's something that he could have stopped, you know? And this was, uh, so that was kind of part of why this was so believable, because he was blaming JD for that guy dying. Mm-hmm. Like, the, pr- the, the false premise that they pushed on this was that it was supposed to be just this routine thing and he can't even be trusted for that. And so he was especially pissed at JD for letting this guy die. And when in actuality it was, you know, his best friend and brother-in-law that he let die and he didn't even let him die. It was friggin' cancer. There was nothing they could have done. So, right. The shower shorts <laughs> for the man who has nothing to hide, but still, but wants, still wants to. to. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I don't, Brendan Fraser has appeared on this show, or appeared on the show a couple of times, and this is the wasn't it only the once before? Wh- whether it's wh- I don't remember. Like this is the only episode I remember him being in. There's okay, and um, Zach Braff's uh, JD's brother. Mm-hmm. There's he was he appeared in a bunch of them. There's only one episode that I actually remember him, and that's when was it their father died? Yeah, yeah, like, like. The, the tertiary characters that pop in hit, like, really hard in one good episode for their character, and the rest yeah. of their stuff sort of fades away, not in a bad way. It's like they did such, like, Brendan Fraser's acting in this. Like, there's a scene where he's, I think he, at this point, yeah, he at this point in time, he's dead. And the the the... the crux of the show is that Kelso or not Kelso Cox is a, Dr. Cox is still seeing him still talking to him and there's a scene where Elliot I knew this is where you were going the marionette thing <laughs> like he's doing this marionette thing behind him and the fact is that she walks away and he fakes being pulled by the strings 
my in my brain my reaction is wow that is dedication to the the joke and immediately as my brain is thinking that they said you know oh good on you for doing s- such commitment like the show whenever it shows you something or leads you down a path it's it's not out of the norm of what you would normally think granted sometimes it's a little goofier or the, it, it's just I don't want to say grounded because it really isn't, but it's it's realistic. Like buddies would do that, you know, they would make fun of each other or do funny things to other people. Like it's not crazy, and the relationship between Cox and Ben, like you don't he don't, you don't get that anywhere else for those characters. Like yeah, D- Doctor Cox didn't have another buddy, no matter how fucking hard JD tried. Throughout the rest of the I don't know. 14 seasons, what was it, 10 seasons long? Cocked has always been this standalone, stoic guy. Yeah. And this is the episode where it shows, like, he does actually care or give a shit, like, yeah. on, on, a, on a personal level, not the professional doctor level. Like, he always does show that he takes pride in his job and so on and so forth, but it was always very separated, even, yeah. like, wife and kid and all that shit. Brendan Fraser uh, first appeared in season one, actually. Really? Um, and that's the that's the episode where he comes in for a routine exam and he because uh, he has a nail through his hand or something. Right. And then they're playing pool later, and it's like that's still bleeding, and they get concerned, and that's when they find out, and that's where the you know go team cancer. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The everybody shows up in this. Ep- all the standards show up. I do like the fact that the janitor was in it for about. 12 <laughs> seconds and made a really good joke, but it was such a throwaway because they were looking for Carla at the time. Carla. And he's like, I'll check the dumpsters. <laughs> and she replies, we're looking for a live Carla. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. You stay positive. <laughs> uh, I totally had forgotten that Tara Reed was on the show at any point in time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the running gag that, you know... JD and Ben have two th- have another thing in common that they they both slept <laughs> with both of his sisters. <laughs> and Tara Reed, like we're gonna get to a little bit more Tara Reed talk a little bit later. Terrible in the Tara Reed. <laughs> uh, she was still uh, relatively uh, attractive in this episode, and she's a uh, she's looking harsh in those Sharknado movies. Yeah, man. yeah. I, uh, I I I this. This show is always in my Netflix queue because if I'm like doing, you know, cleaning the house or, or whatever, something that I want something on in the background, I can literally turn on any episode and just let it run and be distracted. The the relationship between the main characters, all the, the silly little side stories, the, 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 the wandering brain of JD alone, like that's where... I feel like Family Guy gets it from, and, and, you know, shit like this. It's really well done television surrounded by some of the goofiest shit you'll ever see. And yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. I, like, there are scenes that I that stick. All right, there is one, what do you want to call it? A, a flash away or, or, or a, what is that called? Daydream of JDs yeah. where him and Turk come through a couple of doors and they're both dressed like pimps. Yeah. <laughs> and like that you you don't see that in other shows and it's not unbelievable because yeah, that's fucking JD's brain. The the characters in this show are just stellar and there's one of every one of them. Like the mother figure, the sister, the like the 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 grizzly father, the you know the pseudo loving grandparent like Every one of them is there, and it's surrounded. It's just you know, there's no bad. Like, there's no Pierce on this show. There's no. everybody. Everybody's a good character. Everybody's worth their screen time, which is nice. And that's also a rarity. So you know, in a lot of shows, what was that? That you know, like that Muppet character that you didn't like that they kept shoving down your throat. Oh, the stupid egg-headed yeah. thing. The, there's not a, not even close to a character like this, like that no, there in the no. show. Like I said, there's no Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> so I highly recommend this show. It, it, this episode is one of the, uh, I don't know, more grown-up ones. 
because it shoot it sh this is in my opinion where it actually turned for me to say wow this this show has the ability to actually say something mm. as well as you know let me I I, I can't narrow down a specific episode but uh, there is definitely something like this was season three that mm -hmm. you gave me, and this show had definitely proven to me that it was capable of that before season one was out. I wish I could think like I. It's been so long since I've watched this show, I can't think of the specific instance. But that was actually I, I caught this show during season one when it was airing on television, and that was where this show really really caught me was by one of those moments where it was something relatively extraordinary happening and it was also related to the music in the episode because that's something that you have to talk about when you're talking about scrubs is oh. just some really really excellent use of music and the first episode that i turned on uh i'm 90 percent sure this was in the first season is um there was just this scene where jd was thinking about something and uh this this great song that i had been listening to independently of the tv show but on on my own just loved this album uh was this song fresh feeling by the eels mm -hmm. and i just had nbc on in the background i was doing something in my room and then all of a sudden this song came on and i said whoa wait a second and i and i started watching the show and you know did this split screen thing where somebody else was thinking and they were all thinking and moving their heads and kind of tapping their feet to the rhythm of the music that was happening. And it was all being pieced together extraordinarily well to match up with the, the music that was playing. And it is, it's part of what makes the, it separates this from crappier comedies like, uh, that do the bit where they, you know, every, every sitcom is going to have dramatic moments in it. Mm -hmm. And very few of them, I feel, earn them quite as much as Scrubs does, you know? Yeah. And it's been so long since I've, because I watched this show to death, I'm, well, listened to it to death <laughs> when I was working at Hollywood, and uh, I haven't really attempted a rewatch of it since. And when we were just poking around on the uh, the DVD to get to this episode, we were flashing through, um, you know, just the menu to get to the right episode, and we saw the the roof toilet, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I was just remembering man, the roof toilet, <laughs> <laughs> remembering all these little jokes from this series, like wow, there was so much good here. And it is also a real shame that this show fizzled out the way that it uh, did. Um, this is I feel like that interns thing was was actually starting to get some footing. Like, I remember the end of that actually being kind of funny and feeling like it was trying to... It was, it was on a direction to find its own voice. Uh, but by that, that point, the, the audience had left. I mean, it switched yeah. networks. It was just a... It was just shy of fully switched casts as well. Yeah, like, I mean, JD and Elliot were both like part time. Uh, I believe Turk and Doctor Cox were full time on it, and that was mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah, I remember. And then he moved on and did Cougar Town, which yeah. suffered. I, mean, I believe it got an ending. I actually never watched the final season of it, but I knew that it was mm -hmm. known that it was the last season before it aired. But you know that show also moved from network to network and was a little bit difficult so yeah I, I don't know i remember to this day i still listen to the band polysymphonic spree because of scrubs like that is a band i would never ever have pulled out on my own but there is one episode where there's a like you know a guy at the hospital who says i i you know i just want to get together with my band and they work it around and his band is like a 42 piece orchestral type hippy dippy fucking just great great music and to this like literally to to this day my pandora still has a song or a band that i saw on a television show hmm. like they, they they incorporated the music very very well so it, it doesn't feel out of place it feels and a lot of times it helps they, they've done full I don't, what, what would you call that? Full episodes where it was um, not Broadway, you know, where they, they actually are incorporating the music into the episode. Oh, they did a music episode. Musical episode. A musical episode, yeah. Like, and it wasn't, like, this was well before that became popular, and it was done I mean, it was, well. It was post-Buffy, but it was, yeah. Was it post-Buffy? I'm certain yeah. of that. I mean, the the musical episode of Scrubs was. I mean, let's do a little let's do a little research here. The musical episode of Scrubs was <laughs> Scrubs. 
I actually mentioned this on Waveback last night, how incredibly fun it must be for listeners to listen to somebody Google search something. Uh, so it was season six of episode six oh, yeah, that in was late. 2007. And then the Buffy... Way before that. Was... 2001. So, yeah, way yeah. before that. Nice. Well, I... I I've Still, learned something. I mean, it was <laughs> it was a thing that that shows only dared to do, um, right? Because Buffy had set the the bar so high on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually remember feeling I haven't watched it in a long time. I, I remember feeling kind of let down by the musical episode of Scrubs. Like it wasn't bad, but I kind of expected more out of it because I had such a high standard for Scrubs jokes. And, you know, when you think about, like, the South Park movie mm-hmm. and just how unfathomably brilliant of a musical that is, like, <laughs> on its own. Uh, I remember, I was, I remember like, this really... episode being, you know, a, a heart puller, you know, that mm-hmm. it was one of the more emotional episodes. So, I, I don't know. I like I like that when my funny show can make me think and then every once in a while sob openly. Well, that's the that's actually one of my favorite things that that really good television can do, and this is a really odd uh, lateral move here. But another one of those, uh, I, as you know, that I I am somewhat of an anime fan, not mm-hmm. a huge anime guy, but there's several older ones that I'm really really big fans of, and uh, there's a show called Trigun. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's an action animated series, and it's really funny. Okay. And then there comes this one point, like there's always this like kind of hint that there's more of a backstory, but it's it's goofy. The main character is as a goofball. He seems to do everything by luck. And then there's this one episode where it's just a normal episode and then things get really serious and the series just takes this 90 degree turn. Like, And the reason that that was as effective as it was exactly the same way as it happens in scrubs is because everything was so lighthearted before that. And because you, you're laughing at all of the, the things that happen because everything is so lighthearted and high when things take that turn, it's that much more serious because you've gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're watching Trigun and you you think the show is one thing and then every time humor happens after that, you know, what's, underneath that humor so right. now all that humor means something more going forward absolutely uh and it, it's just part of the brilliance of this show and uh th- this episode is a great example of that i agree i concur so i guess we can we can wrap this up i mean it's this i don't have I, outside of its fizzling end this show really never let me there, there was a season or two that went kind of sideways but you know that happens when the show runs for is it yeah. 10, 10 years? <laughs> like, I think so. That's a long time. It, it, it was around. <laughs> I mean, for a, a silly sitcom. So, All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll uh, talk about some news. Stay tuned. Remember the days back in the 90s when wacky screensavers were all the rage? Trish does. So this month, she decided to take a look at the popular screensaver suite, After Dark. Harken back to the days of flying toasters, dogs that would tear up your desktop, and other forms of pixelated whimsy. Get the backstory on the golden age of screensavers in Before Their Time, After Dark Screensavers. Our gaming podcast has reached a very special anniversary. You Shall Not Pass Go is one year old this month. To celebrate, Dave and Jengus invited our very own Evan Goldstein to join them on their two-part anniversary special and attempted to teach him to play Magic colon The Gathering. The results are hilarious, but were they successful? I think they were. Find out in You Shall Not Pass Go, episodes 12.1 and 12.2 anniversary special dash magic as a, as an add-on to this commercial i've known jangus for many years i've never seen him this angry for this year's why i love wrestling articles dan decided to highlight a wrestling video game once a month first up pro wrestling for nes learn all about the 1987 classic that gave us a winner is you among other things and discover whether it still holds up today in why I Love Wrestling, Games, Pro Wrestling. Our new comic podcast is back again. 
This time, Dan and Nick discuss issues of Batman, The Walking Dead, and Invincible. They also get into some news, including the future of the next Batman movie, a hip-hop legend directing an episode of the upco- of an upcoming comic book show, the cast of some other upcoming comic book shows, and more. Don't miss Bags and Boards, Episode 3, The Ben, the Bat, and the Cat. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Chris. Hey. I think it's time for uh, Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary. I think you're absolutely (laughs) right. Ready, set, go. Okay, so uh, the king of everything, the adorable little purple guy that Goku just happens to be friends with, he he is playing with his future version of himself that uh, Goku brought back from the future. Long story. And uh, they're getting bored of doing this weird game where they're flicking planets at one another, and they finally decide, hey, you know what? We were going to do something else before, and I can't remember what it was. So back on Earth, Goku's being all, like, also bored, and he's like, you know what? I want somebody to train with, but nobody's around to train with me. I know what I'll do. Let me go talk to the king of everything, and, uh, no, I'll, I'll go train with Beerus. And he goes to try to train with Beerus, and Beerus is just like, ah, okay, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then Goku says, I'm going to try to get the king to start this tournament that he was going to start before. And so he, he presses this button, and he goes to talk to the king of everything, who's basically god of gods and he says you should start this crazy uh multiversal tournament and he says you know what that's a great idea we're gonna start a multiversal uh martial arts tournament just because we're bored and it's gonna be so much fun and everybody's gonna gather together and that's pretty much where the episode ended there wasn't a whole lot else to it at the end <laughs> you put in a blah 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 <laughs> in the middle <laughs> <laughs> I did, because I started the sentence, and I didn't know how to... I was like, wait, no, I can't go into this much detail. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And we're back. Thank you so much for paying attention to the commercials. Okay, getting caught up with some Dragon Ball Super. Let's... Do- oh, wait, Karen's here. Say hi, Karen. Hi, everybody. I, I'm here. Yay, Karen's back. Just in Sorry time. I missed the first half. Uh, well, it was good. We, we, we talked scrub. So let's talk some news. Um, you posted this one. I don't. I don't know why, but I got. I got a little excited about this. Um, we all know that there will be a musical. Well, two, eh, one in a portion, uh, musical ver- episodes of The Flash and Supergirl, and apparently, um, ooh, what's her name? Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She mm-hmm. co-wrote a song. Yep. Which is awesome because now that makes me confident in the fact that they're going to be like funny and independent type songs, not, you know, them singing the hits of whatever time period it is. I it's good. I hope No, it's, it's not going to be Glee. Yeah, well, uh, listen. They're all from Glee, okay? <laughs> I fell down this YouTube rabbit hole of them performing. I forgot that Supergirl was on Glee up until I saw I it. still can't even picture her on Glee. Like I remember the Flash, very clearly, I don't remember Supergirl. Well, he was a he was a dick on Glee. So. He was he was quite uh, a memorable warbler, yes. <laughs> warbler. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> Anywho uh, she wrote she she spoke with her old boss from apparently she worked on Robot Chicken, which is yes. another thing that's awesome. <laughs> There's so many awesome yeah. things in this article. <laughs> I uh, not the most recent crazy ex-girlfriend but the one before uh seth green was a guest star on that episode (laughs) (laughs) it was a really random part and he you know had a a bigger part in it than you would think the type of character he was playing would have and it was just seemed kind of weird like okay great i see seth green but why and then i read this article i said oh she used to work on robot chicken oh that makes a lot more sense now all right so her and her old boss tom root brainstormed a little bit, came up with a song called Super Friends. The name of the song is Super Friends. I really like when people whose musical work I like is used like in other things that I also like that are generally not musical or or not the musical thing that they are known for. Like, I, I can't wait for this show to happen. Uh, yes. When was it? March 21st. Um, apparently Supergirl at the end, like they did with that whole alien invasion thing, uh, the end of Supergirl 
episode is where it starts, and that'll be on March 20th. Everybody they that are... has singing talent will actually be singing, apparently. <laughs> yeah. The CW in general is just doing a really good job of uh, using that universe, I feel like. Oh, Chris and I caught up on uh, all our CW shows, and there was this. There was a fight on, what is it, it was on Flash? Yeah. yeah, there was a fight on Flash <laughs> where Cisco was fighting somebody, and they both had a breach powers yep. so they could open up breaches, mm-hmm. and the fight ended up going up on all different Earths, and including <laughs> they had a, a scene of the fight on Supergirl's Earth. Uh, yes. And, but it, it was very subtle. They never, like, mentioned it in the Supergirl episode. None of the main characters were really there it for was, the moment. It was, um, it was just a nice way to, like, utilize that, like, oh, we're all in the same universe. Yeah. And then they did it again um, on Arrow. They wrote in a little thing for, you know, that, that had Barry had been there. <laughs> it was just like, in, I, I, how do, how can I trust you? And he picks up his phone and then you don't even see Barry. You just see the flash and there's a post-it note on this. Room. It's like, he's legit. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Oliver had called the, the police captain in Central City. And then you see the flash like special effect to show that he was there. It was very cute. So yeah, way to go, CW! Doing a good job in general of using the fact that your all your shows are in the same universe. I they, honest to God, couldn't do it any better. So good on them. Um, Karen, you also posted this one. I feel bad. I don't know who this woman is. Uh, That's okay. Tamron, Tamron, that's Tamron Hall. Tamron Hall is leaving uh, NBC's the Today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I heard some rumblings on a podcast or something somewhere else that NBC just acquired a a Fox yeah host and they're Megan Kelly they're going and they're rolling out the red freaking carpet for her I, I I I don't want this to get you know political or anything. But I. It doesn't I even need to get political. Fox News is swill. <laughs> like, let's just talk about it from a TV standpoint. It's swill. All right. Um. I don't. I. I don't know. I don't have any. Like, I don't have any basis for. But like this. This makes me feel uncomfortable. This new. This article. Like I feel yeah, I should be outraged that type they, of thing. Yeah. It's not great that they took uh they took the nine o'clock hour of the Today Show, which was anchored by two people of color, and canceled it to make space for a white um conservative leaning uh news anchor to what do whatever she wants to do on the Today Show. Mm. Like that's not you know not, not saying there's any nefarious intent there, but it doesn't look great. <laughs> It also just sounds like a really dumb move. Like, this woman is, she doesn't really speak to the, I guess, essentially liberal-leaning NBC audience. And, I mean, we're talking about, like, that was that was some of the good part of the Today Show. And part of what's amusing about the Today Show is, you know, the hosts talking to one another and their banter and their relationships with one another. And now it's just going to be Megyn Kelly. By herself. <laughs> Doing God knows what. And aren't they like shifting Al Roker around a little bit too? Like he's, pushing yeah. his he's still stuff around too? Like, he's he, still yeah, around. He he's still doing what he does on the 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock hour. Um, Tamron Hall also was a, uh, I don't know exactly what you call her. She wasn't an anchor, but she was a correspondent, I guess, for MSNBC. And she did like serious reporting on, you know, financial stuff and, and things for them. And now she, her contract with them, she just completely chose not to renew it. Mm-hmm. So basically what I hope happens here is that everybody in the world starts throwing money at Tamron Hall because she's available. <laughs> and she's actually pretty great. Like, she's really a great personality and a smart person. And uh, I hope she lands somewhere. Well, I mean, this is also uh, the same show her. that hired, uh, was it Billy Bush for some strange that's reason? That's true. So. <laughs> I mean, and and I think just enough time has passed since the Billy Bush debacle that 
the NBC thinks that they can just do this now. Hold on, I, well, got, I don't understand I why they feel that, that they have to. I mean, are the Today Show's ratings bad or something? Like, no. why do they need to shake things up? I mean, if there's a part of the show that needs to be shaken up, it's the whole Kathy Lee business. Like, mm. who the heck wants to watch that? <laughs> I don't know. Right, let, anyway, let's get, let's move on to something that I'm familiar with. Um, okay. Terry Hatcher from Lois and Clark, the Lois of the Lois and Clark fame, is set to join the cast of Supergirl as a as a villain. CW is consistently doing this for people like me, like and and you guys, and, and these are homages or like, hey, we know. This took place then, and you liked it, and it was a superhero thing, so let's make it happen again now, but just slightly differently. And I sincerely hope that they find a way to pit her and Dean Cain against one another. I, they, they goddamn better. <laughs> like, I, I like Terry Hatcher. I, I, I like the show. I love... Lois and Clark, we spoke about that previously. There's nothing wrong with this either. Like, I'm waiting for CW to fuck up, and I think they may have done it for me with Riverdale, but I- I'm <laughs> waiting to pass judgment on that one. I'm gonna let a couple. I of haven't episodes. seen it, but it's getting great reviews. It so is, I don't but know. it's it's what it is. It's uh, not Archie. <laughs> it's not well. <laughs> it kind of couldn't be, you know. <laughs> This is, I'm waiting, for, like I said, I'm waiting for them to screw up. They have not done it yet. Um, and as a parent in this, I don't, I, okay. This next article, I don't. Wait, hold on a second. I just noticed something at the very end of this Lois Lane, um, Terry Hatcher piece. She is shooting a movie that yeah. Jason Muse is directing. Listen, it's good to be know, friends with Chris, Kevin Smith. <laughs> right. The face Chris just made is exactly the face I'm making, which no one can see, so that's absolutely useless to our listening audience. But nonetheless, I'm sure you could picture it. The, the, the what? The what in the what now? It's, it's the facial equivalent of the Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. I have no information on it except for the fact that Terry Hatcher's in it. That's all I got. I'm going to do some more research. <laughs> Oi. It's good to be friends with anyway, the right people. Um, sure. Apparently, The Flash had a viewership spike. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's because of The Flash, which I'm really hoping it was, or because all of the other networks <laughs> had President Trump announcement for Supreme Court you know nominate nominee it, it, hey I'll take it yeah I'm hoping those what is it like 13% jump I hope they stick around because like hey you saw it it's good you should be watching it uh, apparently NBC CBS ABC and Fox all were airing what do they call it? SCOTUS SCOTUS appointment airings. National tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, between <laughs> between 8 and 8.30. So as opposed to watching that, a lot of people tuned into the CW. Because the CW yeah. did the right thing. <laughs> they decided not to air sadness. <laughs> that tends to... That's that's turning out to be a new form of protest. Uh, it, but protest by viewership. Which is a great namely, idea. Namely, like... Tuning in, making sure your TV is on at the time that something you're against is is airing, but watching something or having your <laughs> on a different channel that's not showing on that. something else, <laughs> which is uh, you know, it's, it's a good the idea. Future. That's the way to do it. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> What's really kind of amazing is this next article that the fifth, yes, the fifth. Sharknado movie, which we're allowed to talk about because it is a made-for-TV movie, has been greenlit. Oh, please. Never stop making these. <laughs> okay. Ian Ziering and Tara Reid are back for more Sharknado-y goodness. Um, I, I don't remember the last one I saw. I remember the last scene I saw, and it's literally when 
someone someone was jumping from one flooded car to another and there was a shark and he jumped over the shark and someone actually said to the camera man he just jumped the shark that is the last time i watched anything to do with sharknado um apparently in this version it's like an apocalyptic type future North America is lying in ruins. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of the world braces for a global Sharknado. Oh my god! I I, I'm glad that shit like this still gets made. That there are people out there taking themselves so not seriously that they're able to do this. But really, five of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. The, I feel like they really lost the magic. We we tried watching the second one, and it was all right, but the first one's magic. The first magic. one's a goddamn national treasure. It is. The first one is just is just magic. It's it's a special <laughs> you heard special it here, feeling. Folks. You heard it here, folks. The first Sharknado <laughs> is a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> I, I will say though it seems to be suffering from uh, this this series of of TV movies seems to be suffering from Moffat syndrome because every time they make another one more and more of the world is in peril and this time they're trying to stop the entire Earth from being obliterated so I don't know what they're gonna do next. What I find Shark- well the next is space obviously. Yes, Sharknado's okay in space. With that. Do Sharknado's you, in space. There is an image attached to this article. Where it's, I'm pretty sure it's Ian, and there's a shark, a horribly CGI'd shark, flying at him. And and Ian is, is toting around this chainsaw. The bar of this chainsaw has to be five feet long. Mm-hmm. It is fucking ridiculous. And I know what a chainsaw looks like. If you look at it, there's no chain on it. There's no teeth. It's just a bar. <laughs> Come on, stick with proper continuity. I'm sure they're just going to CG the teeth in later. It, I mean, it is a sci-fi channel movie. Oh, my so. God. They're going to CG in the teeth, and it's going to be shark teeth. <laughs> yes. Shark tooth chainsaw. I love it. Stuff re- literally writes itself. <laughs> Which is why they keep making it. Uh, all right. I was. Uh, I don't have much experience in this next article. Um, but after reading it, I didn't, has, has there been more Sailor Moon stuff since the three or four seasons in the nineties? Yes. Okay. There was a relatively recent, uh, new stuff. We actually, there's an article about it on Geekade. Okay. I mean, like there's Crystal debuted in 2014, but it seems like there was a break from the nineties to the four 2014. There was. Okay. This show is, this character is stupidly popular. Yeah. I did not really. I loved Sailor Moon when I was in high school. Sailor Moon is uh, one of the Olympic uh, mascots. Interesting. Yeah, they announced that. Oh, yeah, Japan's going full anime for for the Olympics. It's like uh, Luffy from One Piece, Sailor Moon, Goku, uh, the Doraemon cat. Uh, Crayon Shin-Chan and somebody else, I think. Mario? Oh, Naruto. No, the Nintendo characters were uh, conspicuously missing from that, but I think, I mean, obviously they're going to be some kind of part of it, because the whole thing at the end of mm-hmm. last Olympics, but like Pikachu and Mario weren't weren't there listed on this uh, list. It was just very strictly anime characters, so. How strange. Interesting. Quite. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're getting a third season of Sailor Moon Crystal. Yay! Yay! There you go. Um... Does it say when? It's part of its 25th anniversary celebration. But it, it does it act. Um, I didn't note a time or when it was going to be released, so we don't know. No, it no, seem it like we know. No, it has been announced. There you go. Uh, and what I do like is that actually this is the fourth season because it says you can watch the first three seasons of the series on Hulu or for free on Crunchyroll. And I love the fact. <laughs> That the name of the streaming service for anime is Crunchyroll. I also love that this show like, has seasons, whereas Dragon Ball Super has been going pretty much nonstop <laughs> since it started. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Um, Karen, 
I liked that mm-hmm. you posted this next article. Well, this next op-ed piece. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't. I understand what the guys write. That we'll post it. There's a lot of information in here. Uh, it is um, an op-ed piece about why Doctor Who won't be changing up too much come next season. Um, I understand it, but I do not want to agree with it. Like I want to see change. Like I, I, I would love to see a female doctor. Like just the 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 amount of possibilities that there are. Um, but it makes sense. This this writer feels that you know there's there's a new showrunner and a new doctor and like there's a lot of moving things, a lot of changing things that they may not want to change up the whole th- theory of the show at this point in time makes sense i just don't i don't i i want change i want to see what could happen and what was most interesting to me about this article was that apparently there are bookies in the uk taking bets about oh, shit, yeah who's gonna be the next doctor and i thought some of the possibilities were interesting the leading one is this guy ben wishaw who was in the uh last bond movie q who yeah yeah, um seems like a suitable choice but i like some of the other uh possibilities that were given odds on like rupert grint who was ron weasley Okay. Because then the doctor would finally be ginger. <laughs> um, uh, Richard, Richard Iowate was also mentioned as a uh, eight to one f- possibility. Um, he plays Moss on uh, the IT crowd mm-hmm. that we watched a while back. Wait, he's fantastic. Yeah, Moss. Oh, interesting. That's the dude with the chunk taken out of his hair, right? Yes. Okay. Got it. And there's a uh, twenty to one odds that a. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting distracted by things on my computer, on my tablet. That that uh, that the the doctor would be female and it would be played by Billy Piper. Boo. <laughs> yeah, I wondered what what I mean. I I know what Chris thinks about this. What do you think I, if I, uh, I, if uh, the doctor came back with Rose's face? It doesn't make sense. That would that would almost like there is no conscious choice of who the doctor regenerates as like well well he i mean he took the peter capaldi face from uh you know previous encounter with a different character played by peter capaldi right but did he take it or did it just happen All right, so he he he, he was asking Whoa. that question a lot. I feel like I've but then I've there was also <laughs> in the fiftieth anniversary when uh, Tom Baker showed up and said that you know he you would might find yourself revisiting uh, old ones. So I mean maybe there is a certain amount of I'm um, depending on the circumstances. Maybe there's a certain. I think degree they've of... left themselves open for it to be a possibility. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like it I at can't, all. Because I can't imagine why the doctor would do that. Yeah. I think that would be too painful for him. Exactly. Like, he couldn't even stand to look at a picture of her in that one episode. It was like, oh, too much guilt, too much guilt. <laughs> I, I, it's it's a terrible choice. It's a terrible idea. Uh, caveat on the terrible choice. I think Billy Piper would be great as the doctor if she hadn't been Rose. Exactly. And I, okay. I agree. I think she could play the part. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's actually now that I'm thinking about it a damn shame that we won't get to see that because that would be super fun. I actually read a Tumblr post earlier earlier today that proposed that they take uh, after the a, a season of Doctor Who was over that they drop everybody who's ever played a Doctor or a companion into the TARDIS set and have them stay in character but don't give them the script. <laughs> and just let them improv like an episode inside the TARDIS, and that would be that super would be fun. Fucking awesome! I don't know, but that would not be this. No, no. I, I, I unfortunately, I have my heart set on something, and I don't want to talk about it too much because I feel like that's a jinx. It seems like it's not going to happen, but oh, okay. I'm going to hold. I was going to ask wh- who you guys would would want to be the Doctor. Uh, well. 
I, but if you don't, I, if you I, don't want to get your, it, I still, it up I would still love to see. Atwell. Yeah. Like I would love to see that. Like a, 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 a serious gravitas because she's a phenomenal actress. Like, and not grizzled. Like the current doctor, like uh, pseudo seriousness that this current doctor gives, but without the curmudgeonliness of it. And I think I just made up that phrase. <laughs> so, I want to see somebody I don't know. Interesting. I want it to be. I want it to be a surprise. I don't want it to be an actor I recognize. I want it to be somebody I don't know, and I want it to be somebody who brings. Something, you know, who embodies what the character is and not somebody who represents change for the sake of change. I agree with you, but I also want to uh, see somebody who brings something completely new to the role and not somebody who's trying to get back to, like, say, the Tenant era just because that's yes. when the show was the most popular, whatever. That and I feel like that was like lightning in a bottle type of thing. Like, yeah, that was just if the they right try thing to at recapture the right time. that. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're striving to do, and it's not a good idea. All right, Chris, it's your turn to to to, to wax poetically. Um, we are going to post up the new a couple of trailers that have been released. First up. Samurai Jack season five. You and I started to talk about this, but we nipped it. I felt like there was a lot of talking by the samurai in this trailer. Like okay. far more than I'm used to. How did you really? feel? I didn't feel that at all. I mean, there's definitely episodes where he's had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we don't know if this is all from one episode. This is very <laughs> tr- I just, I, my. I feel like he's more like the silent, strong, silent type. That's my, like, feeling when it, when we talk about the samurai. Um, well, the the thing is, this is also it's it's portrayed as kind of a voiceover. It's it's almost like internal monologue. It doesn't sound like he's saying that to somebody. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, no, but it again, the things that he's saying, it's been fifty years. This is something that I think is really interesting because. I mean, I, it's been a very long time since I've actually watched the last season of Samurai Jack, season four, mm-hmm. but I don't remember him not aging being a thing. Um, Nor so do when I. he said that it had been 50 years and he hasn't aged, I thought that was a really, really interesting wrinkle to this. But how long um, did it transpire? Like the, the, the four seasons previously, wh- how long was the time frame of those four seasons? As far as I know, not very long. I mean, I don't think they ever really touched on it, okay. but it wasn't like years and years and years. So uh, it's a, it's an it's a possible wrinkle that could have actually happened, like could be a thing. Like they're not just making it up. Yeah, no, it okay. could absolutely be a thing. Okay. Um, I I was really I liked that they showed him completely acclimated to his time. You know, I mean, he's been there for fifty years. There's no more man at a time going on with Jack. He he has a gun and he's mm-hmm. you no know, blasting people with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he still has his sword. He still has his personality. Uh, but he's obviously pretty beat down. Yeah, he seems a little um, more beaten down is what the phrase I was going to use. So, I, I mean, Aku's laugh is never going to be Mako. It's no, they're never going to replace him. I just watched the uh, the series premiere earlier today, uh, which listening to because uh, i've i've watched avatar the last airbender far more recently than i have watched any of samurai jack and mako's last role was uh uncle iroh of one of my favorite animated characters of all time um and one of the things i never really noticed before today was the affectation he puts in his voice for doing aku uh with Aku's got these giant teeth that really jut out of his mouth, mm-hmm. and he kind of incorporates that into his speech patterns. It's really, really remarkable listening to the way he not quite slurs his speech, but it sounds like he's got like vampire teeth shoved in his mouth. You know, mm-hmm. it's it sounds like he's talking with that mouth. It's such a remarkable thing that a lesser voice actor probably wouldn't pay attention to, and his. Anytime Aku talks in that show is just—it's astounding. The just the 
malevolence in him. He's just such a great villain. What was and uh, what, when I watched this trailer, it is on YouTube, and you know, like YouTube or any other website, they see that you're watching this video. Hey, you may want to look at this next video, and it'll auto play something else. And the next thing that it auto played, it immediately started with Aku. Like the original, I was like, "Oh, that's what it sounded like." Now I remember. Long ago yeah. in a distant land. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I fell down a couple of YouTube rabbit holes today watching these trailers." So, well, related to this, uh, Adult Swim is currently streaming uh, mm-hmm. the first four seasons for free. Yes. So no login required. Just go to it if you don't have access. Like I have the DVD sets, so I'm rolling it that way. But. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do, uh, pull off the, the rewatch. I think I mentioned it last week that I, I thought I was going to have this problem, and I definitely do. Like I said I, uh, earlier in the show, I, I like to listen to TV shows while I'm working, and this show just doesn't work with that <laughs> because it goes for giant stretches of time where there's absolutely no dialogue. And it's a that's watcher. part of what's so impressive about Samurai Jack is that it is it's truly visual storytelling. It is, it's an incredible show, and it's... Uh, I, I don't want to go on and on about how great Samurai Jack is specifically, other than I'm very happy that this show is finally going to get its ending. Yes. Um, I'm really curious how it's going to pan out. I'm very curious how well whoever they hired to voice Aku is going to emulate Mako, mm-hmm. because that is those are tremendous shoes to fill. That is a very unique voice. Um, yep. But, you it know, is. the laugh sounded okay. It was definitely not mako's laugh but the, the guy died you're gonna have where oh yeah. i'm gonna have to get over it <laughs> you're just gonna have to deal uh let's let's talk about the the videos that we'll actually be posting um some other information that came out uh lego batman promo for cw was a lot of fun <laughs> Uh, was adorable. What's even better is if you do watch it on the youtubes the following videos as well this i made comment lego batman lego a lot of fun gonna watch it and this was good it's cute uh i think that's this weekend is that is that is that coming out this weekend think so yeah um another trailer that came up this week i think it was during the super bowl uh the official iron fist trailer netflix yeah Okay, I, so... Don't, I don't think this didn't come up during the Super Bowl. I thought this just popped up today. Oh, did it? Then I th- I'm confusing that with the next trailer that we're going to talk about. My promo. Go ahead, Karen. <laughs> I have to say, this one... You know, I watched the Samurai Jack video, and, you know, it looks good. Mm-hmm. I have no... I have zero Samurai Jack exposure, so it didn't mean anything to me. But I also have zero Iron Fist exposure, and this trailer was like, boom. I was like, oh, that's what this show is about? I'm fucking in. This looks great. Whoever cut this trailer, give them a fucking raise. <laughs> yes. They did do a good trailer. And for a, a, a pseudo-unknown character, they did do a very good job of it. Um, Yeah, that's coming out real soon, too. Like, I'm excited. And on top of that, more Netflix promo news this one was during the super bowl a stranger things 2 ad came out and it started with the original lego my ego commercial which <laughs> i was like perfect absolutely um it's a short one very good i did a but really jam-packed good jam-packed for a short yeah, is an understatement um lots of information well you know pseudo information it's just tipping the iceberg type thing um it's it's good. It was a real amuse bouche. Um, <laughs> I just threw a food word at you. <laughs> the YouTube hole to fall down with this one is, if I'm not mistaken, the next video was a video of the kids watching it for the first time on TV in real life, and how cute oh. and excited they were. It was adorable. <laughs> and it's coming out on Halloween, which is like perfect, perfect, perfect release date for oh. this show. Oh goodness. Um, I really don't want to talk too much about this next article because I've read so many different things about it that I don't want to say anything concrete. Uh, Super Bowl ratings, second biggest ever. And I find 
I don't know. The things that I have heard and I have read is that they're using certain criteria to say certain things about how much higher that their viewership was. It was it was high, okay? It was larger than last year's, but there was a a, a something touted by the highest rated television show ever. And that's not true. Like, it's not. Yeah, there's a lot of hyperbole going around. I thought it was interesting to point this out because um, a lot of big names dropped out of advertising mm-hmm. for uh, during the Super Bowl this year. And that's and then that's what they're trying to do. Like, I yeah. feel, and it's, is Fox, I don't, I can't remember. We talked about a schedule. Like, will Fox have the Super Bowl next year? I don't think so. It... Doesn't matter. I don't know. What I they're trying with those stupid robots oh. are obnoxious. What they're trying to do is boost because of so many people dropping out or so many advertisers dropping out. They're trying to boost their numbers or pad their numbers, and yeah, so that they can get those crazy expensive ads back in. Yeah, and I just think that's hey man, squirrely. people willing to pay for me. Yeah, it's 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 gross, but <laughs> it's gross. Um. Yeah, they were doing things like minutes viewed and shit like that, and like that's that's just weird fake information. So yeah, it's like number numbers don't lie, but at the same time, they can be manipulated to show you exactly what you want to see or, or yeah, don't what see. they want to show you exactly what they yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying. So yeah, like they say, seventy percent of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another thing that I am kind of excited about. Orphan Black Season 5 premiere date has been released. Orphan Black. So we still have not... Have We We still haven't spoken about the show, have we? I'm pretty sure we have. I mean, in passing, but we haven't done like we wanted to. Um, I remember doing an Orphan Black episode. I remember making artwork based on orphan black that's it i'm doing some research <laughs> um <laughs> how dare you how, how dare you? you uh june 10th fifth season will premiere on june 10th um let me tell you the first the first time i saw this information this morning they released a promotional image of an iphone with an alarm set on it that said 610 and it's something like you know time to wake up clone club or something like that and I just looked at it, and I was like, it was first thing this morning. I was like, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know what the fuck this means. <laughs> 610. <laughs> June 10th. There it is. Now you understand. Right, but it was just an image. It was no, there was no news. There was no, this is the premiere date. There was no trailer. It was just this picture of an iPhone with a 610 alarm set on it. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I need more coffee. There, <laughs> <laughs> there is a... Uh, promotional piece of artwork attached to this article which just shows her range i mean they look like four totally different people and it's just her tatiana is amazing um yeah so i will i don't i can't remember if i actually caught up on season four i'm gonna have to watch it again all of it because it's good chris did you get that information you were looking to throw in my face Oh, I'm still scrolling. Okay. <laughs> Just looking through all of our old artworks, and they're fantastic. <laughs> yeah, if, if I don't... I know we, we spoke about her winning an award. Uh, let's see. Episode 39, Have You Met Our Giant? We talked about uh, Orphan Black, Season 4, Episode 10. Okay. As well as the new Voltron show, Game of Thrones, Lady Dynamite. Okay. Oh, man. Lady Dynamite. Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Final article for tonight. X-Men TV show is is getting a pilot. Now, that really that really doesn't mean much. They said, okay, this is a good enough idea for us to make one episode of, but we're not doing anything past that just yet. Um it is set in the current timeline of the movies, which makes absolutely no sense to me because I've seen all the movies and all the X-Men movies are all over the fucking place. So I don't know when the show is going to take place. Um, but 
the good thing is Brian Singer is set to direct the pilot. So it's putting its best foot forward. That's it. I, I like more comic books on television. I'm okay with it. This is going to FX, or I guess it'll be Fox, wherever the the pilot, if it does get picked up, wherever it may go, probably be FX series. So that's it. That's all I got, guys. Got anything else? Nope. Chris, you with us still? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Just I know. some of these images I've made are better than others. <laughs> <laughs> you just literally took a trip down memory lane. Chris, give us your spiel. Uh, click, click. Uh, let me load. Hold on. Let me click, 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 click. There we go. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all the latest video content and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow this show specifically at Twepcast or you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at Shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. If you're super nice, you can leave us a review and buy micro machines because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com. We post something new every single day back to you, Evan. <laughs> I Jesus, that was pretty good micro machines <laughs> yeah, that guy was good. <laughs> um, Thanks. For our younger viewers or listeners, <laughs> micro machines was a very tiny little car that people spent tons of money on. Um, I used to love micro machines. Yeah. I mean, I guess I understand why they're not still around because they're oh. like the choking hazard. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest choking hazard ever. But they were so cool. They were like little tiny matchbox cars. And they're already tinies. <laughs> <laughs> they're like tinier, tiny cars. <laughs> Karen, is it your turn? It is my turn. All right. What do we got? Well, somebody I know was very, very nice to me. Uh-oh. And uh, delivered to me as a slightly belated Christmas gift uh, every single episode ever of one of my favorite shows in the history of television, um, okay. <laughs> which is uh, classic series Doctor Who. And if you didn't see this coming, you're probably not paying attention. Uh, so uh, it's God, there's so many years of this show to choose from. Uh, so I just had to go back to my doctor from the classic series and a uh well i guess after we watch it we'll get into uh why i wanted to choose this but we're gonna watch the first story from season 19 which is called castrovalva uh doctor who back in the day was really weird they would uh do a story in four parts so there are four episodes to this one story uh, so technically, if you look on IMDb, it's the first four episodes of this season, but it's really all one story. And it takes about 80 minutes to watch. Okay. So. Was that that one? Doctor. Nope. Not that one. Uh, doctor. Not, it, Chris is uh, pointing at the uh, VHS of uh, the Peter Davison autographed VHS Doctor Who tape we have sitting on our <laughs> mantle. But it is not that episode. All right. So it is season... I'm looking 19. at how I s- sent it to you. So, okay, so it's 19, 1, 2, 3, and 4. That's what we're yes. talking about. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thankfully, I held on to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Evan. You're very welcome. That takes up a huge chunk of my computer, by the way. That's a lot of who. All right. Good. Good. I, 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 have, I don't think I've ever watched a classic episode of Doctor Who. Like well, purposefully. strap in. Oh, boy. Strap in. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Guys, thank you so much once again. Appreciate you listening. You two, once again, as always, such a good time. Jesus Christ, my cat is going apeshit. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. And I'm no Superman. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.